0: Lord, you are our Prince of Peace. You are the Mighty One this morning of how great you are. Lord, we give you praise in this house of worship. Would you be enthroned on our praises this morning, we pray. In Jesus' name, a few verses from that this morning. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord, do his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The Lord blesses his people With peace. And so, great abundance. And with this greeting, the Lord greets you and invites you to greet one another. Reminded that we have a king who reigns. And I'm going to invite Jane and join me. He is um, a member of Gold Avenue Church, and he is one who has sought to let which has meant uh, a transition from the beginning of your life and that the Lord's led you on an adventure. And we get to hear about that adventure today. Would you rather have the clip button up? Can you so, hear me? Huh? Okay, we're so we, we're going to hear. Um, we want the children to be Last week he presented it for an hour or so. So there's so much more that he could share, but we're going to get because it's God's story. And so, Amen. Jay.
1: Okay. Well, as Gina, when I was in Beijing, China, I met a Christian guy there. He shook my hand. He said, together. And what's really cool is on this trip, I saw that same guy again. And we had some of our Holy Spirit training material in Chinese. I was able to give it to that same guy. Sometimes what goes around comes around is not a good thing. But in this case, what goes around comes around was awesome. Asia, I even threw Japan up there because I did sit in the Tokyo airport for a few hours. And we will count that. And then I headed over to Korea, my theme scripture for the trip. Oh, there we go. All right. John 15:5 through 9. This is the verse I prayed basically every hymn. He it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. Issues are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you bear much fruit. And so prove to be my disciples as the fathers loved me. So I have loved relationship with the Lord. And when you go on an endeavor like this, halfway, with a lot of things planned. You know, I used to be a really meticulous planner. And then I learned that some other times God wants a lot of things planned. We just have to be with him. But in this case, I went in faith to Korea with a conference to do, not knowing what I would do the rest of the time. And my thought was, you know what me, he's going to open doors. And that's exactly what happened, starting with Beijing. And Beijing is the little uh, starred area you can see on that second map. Um, running around the streets of Beijing. So I had multiple roles on this trip, including child family. They're actually back on furlough in my home area in Iowa, and I'll get to see them in a couple. And the cool thing is they introduced me to people, and that was kind of how God opened doors. And one of the people, they had eyes out since we're dealing with a closed country in China, but uh, she would be the girl in white. And she introduced me to her pastor and his wife, who are pictured next to us, and I had a... With one connection at a time, and each day, and then it was like, "Hey, this!" So that was really cool how God did that, and I was able to give away all the little drives. First few days after I got there, we're praying. God, you know, where should I go tomorrow? I have some open time here. You know, that's a good place to go. And so, uh, you know, the next morning in faith, I go to Starbucks. I do some evangelism through me there. And I get there and I just feel the Lord's prompting me to go pray time reading and, and nothing really that amazing happened. You know, and I get up to leave, if nothing happens, you win. Because you're just following the Lord. So even if be it, I want to go home and have fun. You know, and so I did. And the next morning, totally out of the blue, you know, God knew what he was doing, and you know, he had a big plan here. I didn't have a clue, but you know, I was so back to star but kind of just highlights me. He speaks English. You know, well, there's a real easy way to test English. Um, you know, this is a Chinese guy sitting in a Starbucks, you know, sitting there reading my Bible in Starbucks, and I start talking to this guy, and found out that he had. I said, "Well, would you like me to explain it to you?" And he says, "Yeah." The Lord. I could have never have drawn that up. You know, but only the Lord knew how to make that work. So over messages and stuff uh, on the internet, we've actually stayed in contact since. Of people in far northwest China, right by Kyrgyzstan. And he's from a, but is still Muslim. And so we met, we talked, we still chat. In fact, we were chatting the other night. Pray for W um, as well, the guy I met in Starbucks. Um, South Korea, so it is tiny, um, located. Uh, just on the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts. And one of the first guys I see is this gentleman. I actually don't even, when I walked in and I saw him and he saw me. It was like one of those moments you'll never, they all thought I was 40, which is hilarious. Um, so picture of me teaching with my uh, translator at the conference in Korea. Um, So that was a lot of spirit and learning to hear from the Lord. Very similar to what some of you have experienced at Embers to Flames. It's really confusing, but it's just simply us taking some time to pray and say, Lord, what bad shoulder or I have a bad knee. You know, something just comes to their mind and they share it with the group. It was something internal. And I didn't get a chance to share it the first day, but called that eye condition out. And there was a woman who had a really bad cataract in her left eye to instead to come to the conference. So I want to tell you sometimes, all right, these are a couple of guys I met at the conference, a couple of young adults, really enjoyed me. And, uh, and there, the guy on the left spoke pretty good English. The other one was like, yeah, which was 16 different upfront speaking experiences in Korea. One thing just led to another um, over about a 28 day period in Korea. Um, my translator in Korea, every major province. So, um, you know, that was not the plan that I had. Uh, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. That the Lord came through and stepping out in childlike faith to follow the Lord produced a lot of connections and reconnections. And uh, I'm really... Um, um, it wasn't just Pastor Gina praying. I know a number of you prayed for me. I'm very thankful for them more than we could ask or imagine. So, would you just join me in prayer just to praise the Lord? Hmm. Wise and persuasive words we come to you, uh, but rather, Lord, it's with childlike. Lord, we're we're willing to go, but we see our own humanity. And Lord, Lord we need you to help us. But Lord, we also... We also, as a congregation, truly can work powerfully through us in spite of who we are. We don't have to be perfect 10 years before that this is what we're going to be doing. Uh, But Lord, we just need to walk with you than anything we can understand. So, Lord, I just ask uh, that you continue to lead us and guide us and help us to be faithful, to call our thinking where it needs to be expanded. Lord, also help us to not forget and praise Jesus. We ask you would continue to stretch us for your name. I pray. Amen.
0: Teaching, I'm just thinking there are some of you that just know that you're called by the Lord. To use you in some way. Was the Lord stirring that in some of you? Um, we'll dismiss the children in just a minute. But if you're if you're feeling like the Lord wants to using you, but the Lord wants to use you, and you want to be willing to go where He would say, "Go." Mike, I saw your hand up a minute ago. I believe the Lord would invite you to you. But let's—we'll um, let, just pray a quick blessing here. Uh, will you join me? Lord, are willing to go where you're saying to go? Lord, thank you for say, Jesus. You are the King. And I'll lay down my plans. And, I'll... and so, Lord, would you bless these that are standing up? Lord, thank you for just a more boldness in you. And Lord, I pray that you would equip by your Holy Spirit. Sermon text today is from Luke eight, starting with verse four. And every passage of Scripture is about teaching us more about. And so, we've been um, in this series of Luke, and we're coming through. Have you learned anything about who God is? Disciples. Well, today we continue to learn. And um, I sense that even the I sense the Lord is calling me, um, he's working his discipleship among us. Luke 8, starting with verse 40. Now, when Jesus returned, then a man named Jairus... A synagogue leader came, and his only daughter, a girl of about twelve, was dying. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. "Who touched me?" Jesus asked. When they all and pressing against you, that Jesus said. Has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing she could, in the presence of all the people, she told why she. Then he said to her, "Daughter, your faith has healed you." Was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, "And she will be healed." When he arrived at the house of James and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the Jesus said, she is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him by the hand and said, my child, get up. Her spirit reached them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished. This is the word of the Lord. We, um, we're looking at. Do you remember what the sermon was about last week? The um, people of the town came out, and they gave him quite a, a cool dismissal. Um, they elevated, I guess, the pigs and the economy that would come from those, pigs, and they asked Jesus to leave. It was a dismissal. And then we've got this sharp crowd waiting. They are excited. They're there. They're eager. And so as I thought about a warm welcome in our neighborhood or in our town, um, I thought of some of the stories about the crowds of traffic, about the countdown online. You avoided it. You wouldn't have gone there if you even could have gone there. You wouldn't have gone there that day. And um, the brothers from Property Brothers, that television show, um, were there. When I think about a warm welcome and what Jesus must have encountered, maybe it that if one of these brothers – Said, "Hey, who touched me that day?" Because they were um, there were even shuttle services in case the parking lot was full. You could park at Byron Center High's Inn. Was pressing in on them. Well, in the same way, pressing in, it was a warm reception. I don't know if it was temperature warm, like it is to not to sign up for a closet remodeling or some shelves that you could get in your closet. They were coming with a world of hurt and a world of need. To meet Jesus. Displayed. Well, one of the needs was disease and disability. Right? Bleeding is not a healthy, normal thing usually. And if it prolongs in your body, go to the doctor. Well, this woman had been bleeding for 12 years. Anemic, or if you've lost blood and been anemic, that you're weak. You are weak. Going out in a crowd that day. But she was motivated because she had been the one that could help her get over this. Certainly, that would be a disability that did her. And yet, she was there, pressing in in that crowd. The word, pressing out, like the thorns that choked out the seed, choked out, like just overgrown, like get close to Jesus. What other needs were there? Think about it. His only child... Precious, precious child, just like this one's on her deathbed. And Jarius was the one, he was And many that were starting to believe in Jesus, but here's the leader of the worship services in the synagogue who has a beautiful little child, himself down on the ground, and he's pleading. It isn't a pleading as if demand is the all out, I have this incredible need. If you could do anything, if you could have pity on me, I think it's unusual that he would leave his daughter's bedside and live. And he loved her so much that he would go to Jesus, the one who had a heart condition. Maybe we're going to Cleveland Clinic or the Frederick Meyer Heart Center. going to Jesus. He's going to Jesus because he is the hope. They are ceremonially unclean if someone has blood there to be put in to the community because of disease and the possibility of disease. And so he kind of slipped in anonymously in the crowd, hoping to not be noticed. And with Jairus, he risked being very misunderstood. He risked being, he desperately, desperately wanted to get to Jesus because he had a need. Jesus asked, who touched me? Well, this word that Peter says, um, "Master, the people are crowding." It. It's the idea of a grape press, or the idea like my grandma used to have this. She put the berries in there, and then she would stir it around, and it would be as ridiculous if they're all being smushed together at the same time. These people are all pressing against you, Lord, and I, it's a crowd. Everybody's pressing in. But Jesus says, "Who?" It was interesting that the. Father wanted to heal. Well, he's no, because it happened behind him, and there was a crowd. But somehow, he knew, and he says it: "Who, who has touched me? Someone has touched me." And now we might wonder, why did he call her forward in front of that whole crowd to talk about her private conversation outside? But actually, there is no shame. He made our bodies. Was not that? It wouldn't be like that you could just come up and, like magic, just touching a relationship that Jay was talking about. People need a personal relationship with Jesus. They need to. So he calls her forward. She makes a profession of faith. That's my need. I came to you. You healed me. And he calls her daughter. ship with her Heavenly Father. And at that moment, there's a public profession of faith. kinship with God. But he, how else would the people have known that her bleeding had stopped again. Isn't he good? God is so good, and so He heals this woman. With a, this is the master over time and over death. You know, you think about the ambulance makes a beeline to the hospital if there's a crisis. A woman who would have been um, not esteemed as either. Okay, so this is like saying um, to a senator. Excuse me, um, do you get that? What he did there, he values this woman, and he puts this other on delay. And then, I think Jarius was trusting that the Lord was up to something. Well, Jairus, he says, yes, Jairus, I'll go to your house, but, oh, there's this problem, I need to talk Oh, Except now, what happens is that those messengers come from Jairus' house. And in, in Greek, this is a really, really long sentence, and they put the death part right at the front of the sentence, She's dead. It's final. This is the end. You're no longer needed. And this delay was so that the Lord would get a greater glory. And so for some of you that have been praying, that the Lord wants to bring about in those things that you're praying for. And so, Jarius, he, um when you think about it, they called in the professional mourners. Um, there were people that were within a few hours, quite often, they would be buried. And so, here Jairus, and has the Lord Jesus... Come with him to his house. And the people start to well, she wasn't really sleeping in the way of, like, she really truly was dead. But he, again, Jesus is saying, she's dead until I'm going to call her back to life. Or certainly we have that hope, that sure hope, that when Jesus comes back, even if that he goes in and takes her hand and says, get up, and she raises. This picture is for us. To understand that He has power, and in Chapter Eight, He's got authority over the storm. He's got authority over demons. He's got over death. The people, I think, were some possible misunderstanding about what was going on, and Jesus clarifies it all for them because she needed to profess her faith, and I needed to call her daughter, and for Jairus, he needed to help this. And, you know, sometimes you wonder, well, how could he have helped it because the Lord located in front of. But I think Jesus was humble, so he wasn't saying, at the right time, Jesus was going to be um, known as the one who could learn from this. And one of the, um, the NIV application, there's two kinds of faith that are really emphasized in this message. And the first is shy faith. And Jesus says, bring it on out. It's good to have bold faith. It's good faith of Jairus. That even after he heard his daughter was dead, he still believes his comfort and presence along the way, even to the house. And once they got to the house, right? And even when the people were mocking, he's still trying to, he's persisting in his faith. And so points out, and it models for us, that because actually it's the Holy Spirit who gives us faith in the first place? Believe that He can help us, and we most certainly, if we're believing that Jesus can help us, intervene in any and all situations. Now, you know, I like to study, and so this this little tidbit has really been on my mind this week. And but um, there were many, many men that were all wearing it, and it had tassels on the four corners. This outer tunic with these tassels, but that woman went up to one man garment, or more accurately, the tassel on the corner of his garment. That's because Jesus was the one that could do something about her problem. What did these t- and that outer garment then became the prayer shawl that um, the Jews use today? But what remember and perform the word of God because um, in Numbers it says throughout the blue cord on each tassel. You will have these tassels to look at so that, and not prostitute yourselves by chasing after the lust of your own hearts and eyes. With these tassels that were to remind him to obey God's word. What had God told Jesus to do? Well, remember, at his baptism, right, and part of what he quoted is, "...the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to bestow praise instead of despair." Parts of those scriptures that Jesus knew where he was fully God. And he's in this crowd. And can you imagine that physically he probably needs needs. And yet when this woman touched that tassel. And that blue strand represents the Holy Spirit. On the ground I imagine that Jesus looked down. And again maybe even looked at him through that tassel. This joy of um, Joy instead of mourning, right? And this gladness instead of despair. And he was to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Not students and studying it. We I may mean, miss some of these things, but as we picture it and as we study, God had told him to do these things. And as he was doing his leadership training, he was teaching his men. And so even like Jay is studying and following Jesus, these disciples noticed these tassels, and Jesus is the one at this point that has anointed with the whole, received the Holy Spirit. And they're going to be able to love God and love other people. And do. And so I imagine that as we watch Jesus and helping in whatever way the Lord wants to bring hope and healing into the lives of those who say God's word, and we're going to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. I imagine and confident of our call of who we've called to be, That the west side is going to walk by a crowd. I can just imagine in my mind, and I pray that you can too and get a picture. Where else is there hope? Where is there a possibility that somebody could do something about this situation? And we too will be pressing into Jesus. I imagine wide on different shores and on different streets and corners. And that Jesus Christ is Lord. Will you pray with me please? raising us up to be a people that would do and obey your word, love our neighbors as ourselves. Lord, would you prepare us and equip us by the power of the Holy Spirit? Thank you that you are the master of all. It's perfect. We give you praise. And even as um, Tommy is over here on his knees before the cross, we are real, so if there is anybody here, that doesn't know if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, if today is the day, I invite you to press into Him, to come on up. and The Lord invites you to press into Him, to pray. Even as Nick was saying, we can bring our needs, every need, how small, how big, bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you. The Lord be gracious to you.